Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also by police officers, right to sue.com. Media day at the Super Bowl. Plenty of the usual pomp and circumstance, which takes us right to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. After Swift set a new Grammys record with her fourth Album of the Year award. She's unbelievable. She's, uh, she's rewriting the history books herself. Uh, I told her I'll have to hold up my end of the bargain and come home with some hardware, too. Uh, meanwhile, the Giants' long search for a defense coordinator is done. They go with Shane Bowen to replace Wink Martindale. Bowen was in charge of the Titans the last three years. 37-year-old now joins Brian Dable's staff after the Giants interviewed at least eight candidates for the job. I'm sorry, how obnoxious are the two of them? I mean, I just that I got to bring some hardware of my own. Oh, I thought you were going to Shane no, Bowen. No, I'm sorry. I let you finish your sentence. I didn't want to do it right in the middle. No, of no, it. you can't. Can't right again. I mean, just and I have no problem with them whatsoever. But my, I mean. I, you don't want to see the Grammy with the Lombardi? Oh, no. Those I pictures don't. together? No? No. With and the my, engagement ring no. somewhere down the line? No? No. No? You're tired and of the bling? No. Yeah, I'm tired of it all. Uh. And I'm tired. Like, when did she be? I just don't understand when she became God's gift to music. That bothers me more than cutting away to her at the video, like the, the, the football oh, game. Oh, so this is a Beatles thing. Like, now she's, now she's got more best uh, albums uh, than Paul Simon? She's Paul Simon? All right. And, and Frank Sinatra? So, so this is a Beatles thing. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, she's nah, the nah, greatest nah, music nah, musician nah, nah, of all time. Nah, 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 and nah, nah, nah. she's out there promoting her album. She wins the award. Oh, my new album is coming out. Ooh, the crowd erupts. I mean. Airs. I can the, name the, five Taylor Swift songs. I know more Adele songs than I know Taylor Swift songs. Well, just because I don't know the songs doesn't mean I'm going to get all upset because my favorite band... From 70 years ago that's is not, now getting not, overshadowed by the women in they 2024. Weren't even, they weren't even in second place with three, I don't think. I don't know. It's just, I mean, that's your it, issue? It's not, like she, it's not like that was like a record of the Beatles that she broke. What did she break the record? Stevie Wonder? It was Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra, and Paul Simon. All had three. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if that's solo artists, to be fair. I got to double check. There might have been bands that have wanted more. I don't know. I don't know how many times that I mean listen to the Beatles. Right? Every album was the best album. But you know, it is what it is. Ah. See, again, this is <laughs> see, this is not about oh, Taylor Swift. I gotta keep up my This is the not bargain. about Travis Kelsey. Yeah. This isn't even about the Beatles. Yeah. This is about you. It's about you. It's always about me. I made this update about me. Oh, uh, why don't we uh Make the, well, the I next can't say we start the midnight me. ride. So, so why, no. why don't we hit the other music and, and Let's play do that. your other? Let's yeah. do that. Let me do I'll show you what, what a real what, singer what, sounds why like. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Yeah. All right, I think that's it. Yeah. When this day. happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch Ridiculous. with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. If that line forms on the right, babe, that's how you do it. Maggie's back in time. My new album is coming out in April. I can't wait. Everyone, come out and get it. Chris Sports Radio 1019 FM. Yes! Yes, sir! 204. McMonagle here with you. Rami on the other side. Obviously, you heard Marco, and we got you for three hours. All the way to 5 o'clock in the warm up show, live from the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas. Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. 
Well, I'd like, I, I wouldn't have minded been hanging out in Nevada, hanging out in Las Vegas. But that's where the warm-up show is. That's where the warm-up show is, the morning show, one of the two of them, two of the both of them. I'm not making sense. The Super Bowl's being played there. That's what we know. I'm watching Brock Purdy right now. Last night was the new media prime time night where we found out a whole bunch of nothing. San Francisco's up problems with the field. Patrick Mahomes being compared to Tom Brady. Travis Kelsey's got to bring home some hardware of his own. Blah, 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 blah. The worst part of the Super Bowl is the damn two weeks in between and all the nonsense we get talking about. Just get me to the game. I want to play the game. I want to play the game. Let's talk a little bit about the Giants. They're done playing games. And finally, they're done interviewing defensive coordinators. Shane Bowen. Oh, yeah. Bring him on down. Shane Bowen. Can't be stopped now. That defense. I mean, listen. Woo. Listen, I, I, I joke. It's not that an exciting of a hire. I understand that. It's not even their second or, or first or second choice. They probably would have wanted to go with uh, Denard Wilson or Bobby Batchik, uh, Babchik, who uh, went to Tennessee and Buffalo, respectively. Look, we know what the Giants are right now. And, and watching this as they went through this exhausting eight interview and the longer it took, I'm just glad they did it. Let's be totally honest. I understand he plays the 3-4. I understand. I can give you all the stuff. Tennessee's been a very good defensive uh, defensive team, uh, run defensive team uh, with with uh, Bowen at the helm. They've been pretty good uh, in, the, in the red zone with him at the helm. They don't blitz much. They play the 3-4. He hasn't had a lot of talent there. He's also had one of the great head coaches in the NFL, who amazingly is not going to be working this year, kind of uh, Vrabel, who's a defensive-minded guy, kind of riding with him. But ultimately... I think he's a fine hire. He's a good guy. I'm just glad it's over because the longer it went on, the more of a feel that it was an issue. Like, they need to put this behind them. And Joe Shane and Brian Dable need to put this dysfunction behind them. Because we could talk about the Jets, and we could talk about the scathing interview. Uh, I always say interview. The scathing story that came out from The Athletic last week. There is just as much dysfunction going on with the New York Giants right now as anyone. And as they're keeping their offensive coordinator in Kafka from leaving, now I don't know how bad he wants to go, but Seattle wanted to talk to him, and the Giants said no. And I get it, and they're getting some flack for it. I understand. Why add to the dysfunction? Who wants another three-week, eight-person process of finding an offensive coordinator? They just they lost their special teams coordinator, and should I say lost? They didn't lose them. They told them to go get lost. They fired their, their special teams coordinator. Obviously, the dysfunction and everything that went along with losing Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, they couldn't afford to hire a brand-new coaching staff heading into a year that's pretty much make or break for Brian Dable. I mean, this is he is on the hot seat. This is this is an uh, this upcoming season for this head coach, year number three, after surviving a miserable year number two and getting past that threshold that has held the whole giant coaches back for the last six years. He made it through the third year. What an impressive accomplishment for a New York Giants head coach. He made it to year three. But it didn't come without dysfunction, and it certainly didn't come without it didn't happen without losing. And so this is a big year. They needed to try and, and get past this, hire guys, be done with this process. He's been a defensive coordinator before. 
hopefully for me, if we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of it for half a second, if we even care, the one thing I want to see, and they've got young defensive backs, so you're going to want to work on that. And this guy doesn't blitz a lot, fine. You know, he's had uh, a better run game than he has a pass attack, but you understand the young defensive back's fine. For me, it's Kayvon Thibodeau. They have got to find a way, and Bowen has got to find a way. I think we should be done seeing Kayvon Thibodeau drop back into the pass protection uh, and try and cover the, the, the flat enough. We've seen it enough. Kayvon Thibodeau needs to get after the quarterback. He started as a linebacker's coach. Now he's, a defense, he's been a defensive coordinator. It's time for him and this team to get Kayvon Thibodeau impacting the game. Because I'm tired of the discussion. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is an excellent football player. And I think early on, even I was concerned about him being a bust. But as you watch the games, and as you see him and the way he played and the ability he has, I don't think he's a bust. I think he's a talented guy that was in a scheme in Wink Martindale that famously never had double-digit sack guys, that plays that kind of – he's dropping back into pass coverage way too much. Even on even on obvious obvious pass – like third and long up against the other team's goal line, the last thing I want to see is not – I want to see Kayvon Thibodeau get a safety. I don't want to see him bat a pass down third and 16. So we need to get Kayvon Thibodeau going. That's, num- that's numero one. We know now that obviously Sexy Dexy is gonna, has established himself as one of the best defensive linemen and certainly you know nose tackle, defensive tackles in the league. They got young cornerbacks. They're with Bobby uh, Karake and – um, uh, Mika in the in the middle, the linebacking core feels a lot better. But this defense is not the issue. Hiring the coach was the issue. This defense needs more talent. The entire roster needs more talent. We get it. Moving past all the dysfunction is the issue. And for this coach that we all kind of believe in, who's a year removed from being coach of the year, it's now his team. He's on the hot seat. And for me, this goes back to what the Giants need to do as we get ready for this draft. Now we've put all the coaching stuff behind us. Now we're no longer worried about the defensive coordinator. The Super Bowl's about to be played. All of this now, the Wink Martindale stuff is finally, that ship has sailed. It is over. Everything's over. It's Dable show. It's Shane's show, and the show is in April at the NFL Draft. That's it. That's where we are. And for me, I respect a lot of people who have a differing opinion. And I heard Tiki give it today. And I understand, well, when you you got to start with the core, and you got to start, you, you got to build the ass first. Tiki wants the ass built. I get it, Tiki. I do. But for me, you don't, I, I, and listen, he knows more football than I'll ever know. But for me, you don't start with the ass. You start with the head, and you start with the heart. And the head and heart of a football team is the quarterback. And where they are right now, this is an absolute spot where this coach, you want to stop dysfunction inside an organization for an offensive head coach that was hired for developing quarterbacks. You want to stop dysfunction inside an organization from a head coach who got the best year out of Daniel Jones we've seen in one year by getting in his face and dealing with him. You want to stop dysfunction? Then you give a head coach who turned Tommy DeVito into a guy who couldn't throw a pass against the Jets into a guy who was the toast of the town and now he's selling sauce. And beat Green Bay who went on a playoff run 
if you want this to stop and you want to stop worrying about whether Belichick's going to be the next head coach or this one's going to be the next head coach or what's going on inside the Giants room, how does Mara feel about this organization? How does Mara feel about this coaching staff? How does Mara feel about Joe Shane? You want to stop all of that? You figure out a way right now to go draft a quarterback. And I know at six, it seems unlikely. I don't like Michael Penix. I understand the age. I understand the leg injuries. I understand how he played in that championship game. Now, I don't know how the Giants feel about him. I don't know how Brian Dable feels about him. But what I do know is, for the most part, there are three quarterbacks at the top of this draft. And right now, there may be something going on with Chicago. Caleb Williams, clearly the number one pick. He's been the first pick for forever now. It's, I don't know if he's – he hasn't really come out and said it, but there is an idea that he is un, unwilling and unwanting to go play for Chicago. And clearly now with the news that Cliff Kingsbury is now the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders who have the second overall pick, there is a thought process that that is now a fait accompli. That somehow, some way, Caleb Williams, who comes from the D.C. area, is going to find his way to Washington. And that's what it's about, and that's what they'll do. And now I don't know how Chicago treats it, and that's the first call I'm making. If I'm Joe Shane, I am calling Chicago. I'm getting their feel for how they think of the other quarterbacks. Now, this is a team, again, more the wide wide receiver they traded for to bring here to help Fields, the young quarterback, is screaming he wants Fields to be the quarterback. The rest of the team is screaming Fields wants to be the quarterback. Fields, while losing games last year, went on one hell of a run offensively and became one of the more dynamic runners in the sport. This year, once came back from injury and stopped trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and become a a step-back passer and allowed his athleticism to take over because he feared his job, probably, and so did the head coach and they allowed him to play his game, Chicago, along with making the trade for Sweat and changing their defense into one of the best defenses in the league, transformed themselves into one of the better football teams down the stretch of the season. And they're clamoring to keep their quarterback. And now, as it looks like, the top prospect might not want to play for them. I might find myself in a situation where I could figure out a way either to get up to number one or if they move back to number two and let Washington jump them to go get Caleb Williams, I don't know how they feel about Drake May. Now, if they're not getting the big-time prospect in Caleb Williams, maybe they don't feel the same way about him, about May, or Daniels. Maybe they feel different. Maybe it, it, they couldn't turn up Caleb Williams, but they can turn away from those two quarterbacks and keep the quarterback that got them playing good football the last two years down the stretch end of the season in, in fields. Maybe they feel differently about it. Right now, until I can't, until I know I can't get my heart and my head, I'm not worried about the ass. That's just how I feel about it. I'm not worried about the other holes on this team because until I disagree. You do not, it is, it is very difficult to go out there and build the roster, right? We look at it here in the Super Bowl, we've looked at it the entire playoffs. The exceptions are the Brock Purdy's. Most of these guys are first-round picks. Evan was talking about it today. Look at all the guys who lead the NFL in touchdown passes. It's first-round picks. It is not. It is very difficult, and I don't know how long you plan on losing 
but it is very difficult to go try and build the San Francisco 49ers. You know how many you know how many decisions you have to get right to be the San Francisco 49ers to then draft a Brock Purdy and have a team in the Super Bowl? Do you know how many decisions you have to get right? How many draft picks? How many free agents? How many trades? Do you know how many decisions you have to get pitch perfect right to become the 49ers? To become this roster that's good enough to take any quarterback, Jimmy G or or whoever, Jimmy G, Purdy, it doesn't matter. Do you know how hard it is to build that kind of roster? That's not easy. That's a, a whole litany of great decisions. Where if you have the gumption and you have the guts and you have the wherewithal to make sure you only have to be right about one decision. Because if you're right about the quarterback, it changes everything. It just flat out changes everything. Like to keep using the Tiki analogy, how was Texas's ass last year? Did you think the Texans were, you know, were, were, were that thick down there? Because I didn't. I didn't. Now everyone's going to give me, oh, Nico Collins. What was Nico Collins before the quarterback got there? Anybody think Tank Dell was going to, you know, be a touchdown machine when he was drafted? Anybody think that offensive line that was one of the worst in the NFL last year was going to play play well enough to give that young quarterback what he needs? I'm so tired of the narrative of, oh, the young quarterback will come here, great, okay. The offensive line's not good enough, team's not good enough, he's going to struggle, he's going to lose confidence, and you're going to have a bust on your hand. I don't buy it. That could very well happen. They could draft the wrong guy. If you think that some of the other options, if you think they can't be wrong on a wide receiver, if you think they can't be wrong, you think for, for some reason Joe Alt out of Notre Dame is a guaranteed can't-miss stud left tackle, if you think uh, uh, Odunza uh, out of, um, you know, Rome Odunza out of, is an absolute no-brainer can't-miss, I felt the same way about Evan Neal. And now we're looking for his replacement. They're going to have to probably play him at guard. Coming out of Alabama, who thought Neal was going to be a miss? You can be wrong on any position. I'd rather be wrong chasing the right. I'd rather be wrong chasing the one position that changes the whole team. That's what the Giants should be focused on right now. I'm glad they finally got their defensive coordinator hired. I'm glad all the dysfunctions behind them. I'm glad the only thing left to do is figure out how to put this team and uh, together and draft and, and free agency, and you've established who the coaches are. Brian Dable has won whatever power struggle there was inside the organization, right? He's, he's firmly implanted as the head coach. The, the Bill Belichicks of the world are not coming to take his job just yet. He's the man, and he was brought here because of what he did in Buffalo, and that's draft and develop Josh Allen. And if his time comes and goes with this franchise, and he was never given an opportunity to develop his guy, if Joe Shane is brought here and never given an opportunity and lose and fail after three seasons and never given the opportunity to develop and draft their guy, then why the hell did you bring them here? Did that one year of Daniel Jones, did that one playoff game, you know, change the trajectory of what you thought this franchise was and what you brought those two coaches here to do? I like Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is talented. 
I don't think Daniel Jones is an excellent quarterback. I think he's an average to slightly above average quarterback with a bunch of tools. But I also think the guy can't stay healthy. And I also think he's making too much money. He's going to be the quarterback next year by hook or by crook. We understand that. You can't get out of his contract just yet. This is a perfect opportunity. You have the coaching staff. You have the you are drafting sixth overall. And you have a built-in excuse to go with the cliched Kansas City model and bring this guy in here and not force him into the starting lineup, not force him into starting from day one. Let him sit behind Daniel Jones. Let him work every day with Brian Dable, who developed Josh Allen. Let him work on this offense. Let him learn it. And let him hit the ground running next year. Now, you got two years. You got two drafts. You got two free agencies. You got two trade markets. You got two years to build the team where he can be ready to take off day one, two years from now. That's the only way to go. Anything else is short-sighted or too much Daniel Jones love. It's either it, that's the those are the two reasons why you wouldn't want to draft a quarterback because you don't think the quarterback can be successful, which is short-sighted, and you'd love Daniel Jones, which we should all be beyond. He's a great guy. He's a talented kid, and the Giants did him absolutely no favors. They put him behind a terrible offensive line. They didn't give him a lot of weapons. They gave him multiple offensive coaches. They gave him Joe Judge. They gave him, you know, uh, the Clapper as one, as his offensive coordinator. I mean, it, it could not have been worse. But that's the name of the game. You can't go back and change those decisions, nor can you be sentimental and go, the kid needs a chance. He can't stay healthy. He's finished two of the last three years with injuries that required surgery, and I don't even know when he's going to be able to start week one or week two or when he's going to be able to start this year. The Daniel Jones era for the New York Giants is over. And if you pass on the head while you're building the ass, I think it's a mistake. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you, so we'll open up with the Giants. We will get to the Rangers. And what's going on with the goalie situation after a, a very nice overtime win against the Avalanche? And we got to talk about Igor because now that now it's becoming a thing. I said it weeks ago, you killed me. I said it weeks ago, I got so much hate on, 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 on social media. I got so much hate on Facebook and Twitter. Does this guy even know hockey? Does he know Igor won the last three or four games? Does he know that he's going to be an all-star? I've been saying it for weeks. The Rangers have a problem with goalie. Weeks. They clearly do. And you might, and depending on if they listen to a certain Ranger uh, analyst, you might see a new goalie. We'll get to that, obviously. The Yankees trade for a reliever. Here, come, here comes the World Series championship. I can't wait for it. The parade's on its way. The Knicks play tonight. It sounds like again without OG Ananobi, so we got plenty to get to. And then, obviously, a little game called the Super Bowl. We got the we got the Giants, the Knicks, an idiot who wants to fight me for two hundred dollars. Mahomes' career, our livelihood. Can you throw anything else onto this pile? Loud giant whistles. You've all seen my cousin Vinny. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Plenty to do. We got you know. A decent amount of time to do it. All the way to 5 o'clock in the warm-up show live from Las Vegas, Nevada, the Winds Hotel. As we get ready for Super Bowl 58, McMonagall, again, 
6666. We'll come right back with your phone calls after this short break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on this Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Open up with the Giants as they get their defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. But for me, that just finally puts to rest a little bit of a saga and a little dysfunction they're dealing with. And now now we begin. We put that behind us. The Wink Martindale thing is, is fully gone. They have their defensive coordinator. It's not the greatest hire. It's not their first choice. It's not their second choice. We all know what it is. I don't know if that means that the first two choices didn't want to work with Brian Dable. I don't even think it necessarily means that. You know, one one guy took over in Tennessee. Um, Babbage stayed in Buffalo. But I think that's all now put to bed. They go about going to work. And for me, especially now with the kind of the, the little bit of flux that's developed here at the top of the draft, which I don't think there's any doubt. Now, a lot of people think it's a smokescreen. Caleb Williams, I don't believe, has come out you know, publicly and said, I'm not playing for the Bears. Or I don't want to play for the Bears. You know, it's not like Eli Manning saying he didn't want to play for the Chargers. It's certainly not like uh, John Elway, you threatened to go play for the Yankees if he was drafted by the uh, by the, the Colts. It's, it's, a, it's not to that level, but there are some whisperings. And then clearly Cliff Kingsbury goes and takes the offensive coordinator job. Uh, and um the enemy is obviously out at Washington and that's another story maybe we'll get into a little bit later the the idea that Dan Quinn announced that he's obviously hiring Cliff Kingsbury and the enemy is no longer is out of a job and the dynamic shift that's gone on from like middle of the season to now on the enemy is actually interesting we'll get to that later in the show but that idea that maybe if the bears get wind he doesn't want to play for them won't play for them or maybe just this whole ordeal turns them off, and the entire team is clamoring to keep Justin Fields, maybe they don't feel the same way about that. Maybe they view Williams as the clear-cut number one. You know, there's, we, we absolutely cannot, no matter what the situation is, we can't turn that down. But if they feel like that is no longer a possibility, maybe they'd be willing to do things. Maybe you could jump up to number one. Uh, you would assume, and then at that point, he probably doesn't want to play for you either. He's probably got his sights, his sights set on Washington. But then you could draft May. You could have Washington move up. And if you think about it for the Bears, who do have the ninth pick already, they have the first pick and the ninth pick. If they move down to two and get picks, then they move down from two to six and get picks. If they're not drafting a quarterback, you could be talking about completely changing that roster. How many picks they would get just from moving down to two and then moving two to six? And then they have six and nine and still get all first-round picks and second-round picks. I mean, that's an option for the Bears. And for me, that's exactly what the Giants should be on the phone with right now, figuring out how to do that. Figuring out how to do that. I don't care what it takes. I do it. And until that point, that's what I'm focused on. The minute that hap- the minute that changes, the minute they can accomplish that, or they decide not to, or you know the first three or four picks are off the board, and the quarterbacks they love are gone. Then you then you shift to offensive line, wide receiver, and I agree the wide receiver class 
is extremely deep. And the two tackles at the top seem like big-time players. And and could step in right now and be the Giants' right tackle, and they, they would be better for it. The Giants' offensive line, you would think. Yeah, we thought the same thing with Neil. We thought we fixed the, the right tackle position. Eh. So until that's no longer a possibility, that's exactly what the Giants should be focused on, trading up and getting their quarterback. 877-337-6666. Let's get to the phones. Uh, Eddie and Rockland starting off the show, typically a little later in the show. What are you doing up at 2.30, Eddie? Insomnia, Chris. Oh, insomnia. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, it's Super Bowl week. I, you know, my mind, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. But, That's uh, a dangerous prospect. There you go. Uh, I've been doing my homework, so I'm going to help you out a little bit. Okay, sure, please. Help me out. You know, I'm going to agree with you that the Giants should trade and go for the best quarterback in the draft. Really? But I would have to tell you they could trade down and get the best guy. Okay. okay. All right. And I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the guys, and then you write this down in your little notebook. How do you know I have a notebook? What do you have a camera in here? <laughs> well, you you look like you're one of those pocket, you know, you had like pocket protected guys. I look like a even pocket. You played, first of all, even though you played I, I, sports, yeah, you had yeah, a little I was, notebook. I, with not did I. Not only did I play sports. Okay, I didn't just. I was a triathlete. <laughs> And I was athlete of the year. All right. All right. Wait a minute. I listen, got six hundred dollars might... towards textbooks <laughs> for my first college year because of that athlete of the year award. How dare you tell me I was a pocket protector kind of guy? I, I yeah, was a, but... I was in the homecoming ring. I rode around on the convertible K on homecoming. Don't tell me I was a pocket protector kind of guy. What school was that? School of Cam Kichikumi? That's a joke that I don't get. I'm sure 90% of the audience doesn't get. But if you want to sit in your smoking jacket, sipping a martini later today, thinking about how you said class Kamakumi or whatever, God bless you, uh, Eddie. But I have no idea what you meant. I don't know the reference. Are you you ready for the names? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, uh, Bo Nix, that's your quarterback. I've heard of him. That's the best quarterback in the draft. You may you very well down, be right. You trade, you trade down, you pick up Knicks, and now you have an extra second or whatever first for next year, but I would take a second. Now you have three right. seconds. You bang I, the Texas running back, the Oregon running yeah. back, and either an uh, off, offensive guard or a wide receiver. But remember those names. That's fine. The big the big players will be Bo Nix, uh-huh. the Texas running back, and the Oregon running back. Okay, let me tell you. All right, well, let me tell you something right now. Let me just tell you. I let's just say I let's say that's what the Giants agree. And and by the way, uh, Eddie, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. If they now you if you draft them how far back? I don't know. You draft them in the first round or at the very worst, the top of the second round, and you indicate that he is your guy moving forward. I'm 100% with you. That's fine by me. I don't care the name. I told you this. I'm not smart enough. You might very well be right. Bo Nix might be the next great quarterback in the NFL, and Brian Dable, for all I know, may agree with you. I have no idea. Now, if that were me, I would probably just take him six and not risk someone else feeling the same way I do. But I, I if to me, if I feel like Bo Nix is uh, the guy and he might fall, I'd much rather, t- if I, instead of trading back, I'd rather take uh, the tackle or the wide receiver sixth and then take a couple of second round picks and move up back into the first round and get them. But overall, I the only thing I'll say, Eddie, and that's fine. I appreciate it. And we're just having some good fun going back and forth. You're the guy. Keep calling, Eddie. Uh, I like our banters. But I would tell you that 
for me, if you're right, if it's Bo Nix, and if the Giants feel that way, I ain't messing around. I ain't messing around. I'm not trading back and hoping he falls to me. I am drafting him with the six pick. That's what I'm doing. I'm not messing around and trying to get more picks. I'm not playing games. I, I listen. I understand that that's what that's a motto of the former regime. Uh, regime. That's a that's a Gettleman motto. I don't mess around with first round. I get it. That this one when it's a quarterback, I don't mess around. So I, I, I'd be all for it. I'm telling you right now. If I don't even if they it, you you would be hard pressed to give me a name. Like it might be stupid. And people might go, oh my God, he's a second round grade. Oh my God, how do you take how do you take Pennings there? How do you take Bo Nix there? I, I don't care. I want the quarterback. And if they believe in him and if they think he can be the next future quarterback, don't mess around. Someone else might think just like you. And trade up to go get him. And you'd be sitting there thinking, oh my, I, th- I thought for sure he'd be there at 10. Or, uh, I know 10, the Jets, they're not going to make a trade. But I thought, oh man, we traded back to. We traded back to 15 with the Colts, so we, th- we thought for sure Bo Nix was going to be there. I'm not messing around. If Bo Nix is the guy, and they believe in him, and they're willing to pick him with a first-round pick, whether it be 6, whether it be 29, I don't care. If they have a first-grade round on him, a first-round grade on him, and they believe he can be the next future quarterback of the Giants and they love him, pick him 6. And then figure out where you go from there. I'm not messing around. Marvin in Sacramento. What's up, Marvin? Well, how you doing? Hey, listen, I'm with you. Let me. I live in NorCal. I'm a New Yorker of an expatriate. I grew up in New York in the fifties and everything. I've, mm-hmm. I've been a Giants fan uh, forever. Right. Let me say how I feel about this. Yes, I get to see a lot of these guys out here that you people on the East Coast don't get to see. When when, when Josh we're all Allen sleeping, is, yeah, yeah. When when he was in uh, at um, Wyoming, my alma mater, San Jose State. So I seen him play okay. at, in person. I knew about him. And same thing with a lot of players. Now, this is what, how I feel. First of all, the Giants are, I think, the second youngest team in the league. They don't need any more uh, rookie, uh, can't-miss offensive linemen. They need to get some veterans. They need to address the offensive line in the free agency and, and, and get a, a rookie uh, free uh, offensive lineman for depth. As far as the quarterback is concerned, I've seen all of those guys. I have a device on my TV where I get everything, everything, mm-hmm. you know, every, anything televised. So I watch a lot of football. I've been retired for 17 years. This is like a hobby for me. I watch a lot of football, all the conferences, and the best passer that I've seen is Penix. He throws a beautiful ball. Yeah. They have all these caveats as, as to why not to draft the guy, but I've seen him, and he is the real deal. If they could get their hands on him, I'd be satisfied. And I also feel the same way about the kid from Florida State that got hurt. They probably could get him later and develop him. All these guys are good. I'm not that enamored with Bo Nix, but he's a good good football player. He, he, he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they need to draft an uh, offensive lineman uh, tackle in the first with the number six pick. This is getting back to the same thing they did when they drafted Saquon Barkley. They could have got Lamar Jackson instead of Saquon Barkley. That was just a safe pick. No, for they could have. Stupid safe pick. Well, listen. It was a- yeah, they could have. Most people would. I mean, the prevailing thought were the, that nobody had him as that high a grade, and that you know they snuck. That doesn't back mean into... he can't play. I seen every game he oh, played no. in college well, I'm, and I'm, high school yeah, football, yeah. and I knew he was the real deal. I mean, I, 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 I mean, deal. we saw we saw him play out of Louisville. I mean, uh, and we didn't. 
you know, a lot of us. I remember having the conversation with Mike. Mike was uh, down on Lamar Jackson. Mike did not think he could make it as a quarterback. I remember we were watching um, his highlights of of Louisville, and then we went over the teams he had big games against, and it was all terrible teams. But my point was with that is most likely they were not going to take. I mean, Darnold was the next guy up. I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to take Lamar Jackson. Now, agreed. I have the same argument with a lot of my friends who defend the the pick. Oh, you would have got Sam Darnold. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean, you know, the Giants could have been smart enough. Why can't we ever get on anybody for draft? They could have got Josh Allen. Why didn't they? Oh, well, the, he was. they were going to go Darnold. Well, okay, yes, maybe, maybe that's true. I don't know. You don't know. It's another world. Were you inside the draft room? We have no idea what that draft board looked like. But they could have got Josh Allen. They could have got Lamar Jackson. Why can't we ever get on teams? Why? Because the next quarterback taken was Sam Darnold, so that, that was the choice. It was either Barkley or Darnold. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. The Giants should have had the foresight, but I agree with you. I was screaming. I, I think I was just starting uh, or relatively recently just starting doing shows. And I remember I was still doing Saturday nights as opposed to Friday nights or Saturday mornings by then. I was still doing Saturday nights. And I spent Saturday night after Saturday night after Saturday night screaming to draft a quarterback. And I wanted Sam Darnold, so I'll admit I was wrong. But I wanted a quarterback. I thought the Barkley, I thought taking a running back second overall with that team, like that's a like that's a position you don't draft if you don't have a good team. You do not take a running back that high in the draft unless he is the final piece. Like, you do not. I'm sorry. You just don't. You just don't. Like, for example, if, if McCaffrey wasn't on the 49ers, that I could see that. The 49ers roster is is loaded all over the place. You want to get a dynamic running back to, to you know, to give Shanahan that last piece to take this team over the top. I, I'm open to it. I don't even know if I'd, I'd do it even then, but I'm open to it. The Giants coming off losing after losing after losing after losing. I ain't doing that. It was, it was a terrible pick, and I like Saquon Barkley. And he's a great player. Now the discussion is he's making the media tour, and suddenly it started to change a little bit. I mean, he's still saying he wants to be a giant for life, but he understands the business. And God bless him, honestly. I th- He did the Giants an enormous favor last year, not holding out. I was shocked he didn't hold out. I'm, I was shocked he took the deal immediately before camp even started. And, and that speaks volumes to his character. And I think he's a great guy. And I think the Giants will miss him if he leaves, but ultimately, it's a business. And it's and it's not it's not for Joe Shane to be sentimental and do, you know, what's right by Saquon Barkley. It sucks. It's a it's an unfortunate situation. But he's got to do what's right by the New York Giants. And whether that and that's whatever he deems it to be, a two year deal where they can manipulate the money and pay him a little bit this year so they can get more players in, or whether it's just moving on from him or franchise tagging. Or whatever the case may be, whatever Joe Shane's feels right, he you know he can't do what's best for Saquon Barkley, and that sucks because Saquon Barkley does what did what's best for the Giants. It wasn't what's best for him, I wouldn't think. Maybe signing the contract would have been that, but once he chose not to and they went past it, certainly not holding out wasn't in his best interest because he got a, he could have got hurt at camp. But I mean, there'll be teams in the market for him, but I just don't know if it fits the Giants anymore. But I, I like Saquon Barkley, but it was a terrible pick. Because if you think about it, he's been good, right? So, I mean, that's why the, Saquon Barkley, he was going to be touched by the hand of God when they drafted him. Hall of Famer, gold jacket material. Well, I don't know if he's that because of injuries, but he's damn talented. I don't think they were wrong. 
I think they hit on Saquon Barkley. His rookie year was sensational. How much winning have they done? Andrew Thomas is one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's one of the best left tackles in football. Right? He's at least a top five, probably better than that. The injuries this year probably brought him down in some people's eyes. But, I mean, you were talking about a top five left tackle, bar none. How's he impacted winning? They hit on that draft pick. They hit on that lineman. How's it helped? How has it helped the offensive line play? Hell, not even winning. How much has it impacted the unit he's been brought to help? I mean, they're still terrible. You can be right on an offensive lineman. You can be right on a wide receiver. They were right on Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham was as dynamic a playmaker and a wide receiver as the league has ever seen for a brief time with the New York Giants. I mean, he was incredible. He came with, you know, issues. But, I mean, he was as he was as advertised. You could not have done better. They absolutely nailed that pick. How much winning did they do with, with him? They were right on Eli Manning. How much winning did they do with him? That's the difference. That's the difference. You can be right on wide receiver and it won't impact winning. Not necessarily. You can be right on a left tackle, a great offensive lineman. It might not impact winning. Hell, it might not impact your offensive line play. You can be right on a running back. You can be right on a defensive back. You can be right on an edge rusher. You can be right on anything. And in some cases, yeah, I mean, if you draft LT, it impacts the team. In some cases, it may very well impact the team, but it doesn't guarantee it. You can't be right on the quarterback and not have it impact the team. You can't. You cannot. If you are right on the quarterback, the Giants will win. Plain and simple. You can't make that promise with any other position. You can be wrong on it, sure. You can be wrong anywhere. If you're right on the quarterback, it will change the franchise. No other position offers that. And you got the damn coach to do it. If Rex Ryan was the head coach of the football team right now, I might feel differently. You know, if some great defensive coach was the coach, I might feel differently. This guy was a quarterback guy. Brian Dable got this job because of how he developed Josh Allen. And the year he left was Josh Allen's worst year, and the turnovers went right back up. He got the best out of Daniel Jones for a season. He turned Tommy DeVito into a legitimately household name around here. He trademarked the passing Paisan because of Brian Dable. And we don't want to give this guy a, a quarterback. We want to give him Daniel Jones with a banged-up knee and a neck that if he takes a single hit, I'm worried he might not have a career. That's what you want to do? And if you're Brian Dable, that's what you want to head into the season with? With your feet and your ass completely on the hot seat? With Bill Belichick waiting in the wings? You want to enter the season with a banged-up Daniel Jones with no prospect of developing a young quarterback to make a difference? That's what you want to do? You want to hang your hopes on Daniel Jones and building the rest of this roster with all the draft picks you have? Okay, I, I doubt it very much. If I were Brian Dable, if I were Joe Shane, I'm doing what I did in Buffalo, and I'm drafting a quarterback and developing him and, den- and making no bones about it, and I'm telling ownership – This is what we do. This is what you brought me here to do. Let me do my job. That's what I'm doing. But, uh, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Take a wide receiver. 
Give Daniel Jones that wide receiver he fought. Oh, he desperately needed. Got to get Daniel Jones a left tackle. Got him one. Got to get, you know, oh, got to get Daniel Jones a pass catching tight end. They got him one. Got to get Jones this. Got to get Jones that. Yeah, Jones needs everything. Man, if you could build a great offensive line, give him a ton of offensive weapons, build a super team around him, man, Daniel Jones might just make the playoffs. <sighs> Imagine, ooh. The Giants would really be dangerous if everything was perfect. Man, oh, man, if everything was perfect, whoo. Daniel Jones could really win 10 games. Be something. It'd be, be something to behold. He's not great. He's not Zach Wilson. Fantastic. I mean, like, let's be honest. What are we talking about? This whole discussion drives me bonkers. Like, it's... It's go go draft the future quarterback of this franchise. Dan Jones ain't it. Dan Jones ain't it. He just ain't. The neck issue popped up again this year before he blew out his knee. I mean, how many injuries does he have to have? How many failed seasons? How many losing seasons does he have to have before you guys stop making excuses and say, oh, he needs this, he needs he never had this, he needs that, oh, he's running for his life. Everyone, I mean, and I know Joe Burrow had a couple of wide receivers. I get it. He came in with an, a horrible offensive line. He got sacked nine times in a playoff game. You think the offensive line for Texas, the, the Houston Texans, is great? It's not. Let me tell you something. It's not. They had one of the worst offensive lines in, in football last year. They made a couple of small moves. Yes, it's about coaching, and they'll have a new offensive line coach, and hopefully that'll help. But you got to go get the, the future of the franchise. 877 337-66-66. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll take you to 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. Still taking your calls. We'll get to the other things. We'll get to Igor and the Rangers. We'll get to the Yankees and their bullpen and what else hopefully they have in store for us. The Mets as well, but we're just waiting to see if they'll sign a bat. That's it. That's an easy one. Monitor the DH is still available and see if the Mets are going to make a move. It doesn't feel like it, does it? But we'll find out. But we continue to take your giant calls, 877-337-6666. Oh, and the Super Bowl here as well. And the warm-up show at 5 will be live from the Wynn Hotel in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll come back, take your calls right here on The Fan. All right, 256. I feel like we played the Ghetto Superstar one every day. Got to get some new ones. Now, you know what? Let's be honest. Spike's, you know. He might even he might be listening. It's earlier in the night in in Vegas. If he is, he's not going to be around long. I'm going to just start playing music I like until the new program director comes around and sets a set list. You know, just because I mean, literally every night I hear that same one. I mean, I'm on it's it's the it's on the same rotation. Keith's been playing his own music. Yeah, right. So Keith does it. What the hell? I'll do it. The only difference is I'm going to come back with you know Queen and. Uh, and and Paul McCartney, so you want to come back, <laughs> come back with Mull of Kintyre next break. Everyone will really just eat that up with a spoon. 877-337-6666. So, you know, the one uh, other angle to this, since I only have just a couple minutes, I wanted to say this before the break. You know, Biennemi, as his team is now back in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, and he is no longer the offensive coordinator for Washington. You know, it's funny how that role kind of reversed. Because right now, if you're just a novice, or I shouldn't say that, if you haven't paid attention really that much, and you go, well, 
there goes that. The enemy was, you know, his team is back in the Super Bowl, didn't miss a beat without him. And he went to Washington, and they absolutely failed. And so and he's he's just been let go of his duties. I mean, completely, oh, what a disaster for him, a guy who could never get a job as head coach. Earlier on in the season, it was almost the exact opposite because you knew that they don't have any wide receivers necessarily in, in Kansas City, but this was the worst offense they've ever had in in the Mahomes, even maybe even Andy Reid era. Like even going back to Alex Smith, this, this was a – this offense really was struggled at times and looked like on the just completely different pages a lot. And 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 Kelsey didn't look nearly like himself. Now they've turned it on because that's what great teams do. And Mahomes and Reed and the and the Chiefs are a great team. And so they've played better. But you know, 13 games into the season, 14 games in the season when it was clear they weren't going to be the one seed and Baltimore was taking over and they were struggling offensively. Everyone was like, you know, for all the struggles going on in Washington, Sam Howell leads the world in passing yards. Sam Howell. Now they threw the ball 60 times a game, but the enemy was kind of, it was kind of like the offense hasn't been nearly as good without him in, in Kansas City. I mean, they're going to win that lousy division, but let's be honest, uh, Mahomes is having his, his worst season as a quarterback. The The offense looks kind of stagnant. The passing game is not nearly what it's been. Howell for the Washington is throwing more yards than anybody in the NFL before C.J. Stroud overtook it for a while. But it felt like, wow, the enemy's really done well for himself despite being on this lousy Washington team. And now Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. You forget all that talk about the poor offense. And he just got let go of his duties. And I don't know, obviously it's too late. I'm not even... I didn't uh, double check, but I'm not sure how many offensive coordinator jobs are even open at the moment. And he's and certainly he's not going to get a head coaching job. So while I agreed with him, and I think it was a smart move to get out of Andy Reid's shadow and what an enormous shadow it is, figuratively and literally, I had you know it's terrible, terrible, terrible joke, but I had to say it. It's not even really a joke necessarily. I don't know why I, I get on like explaining myself. Just keep going, Chris. You weirdo. As a you know, fat yeah. guy as well, yeah. and two guys oh, in the I room. Shots. I mean, why 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 you got to mess with the fat guy? And well, I mean, it's I our mean, brotherhood, man. Yeah, I guess we poke fun at ourselves. This isn't someone yeah, from ourselves. the outside. It's a little different no, when I say all... I'm fat. It's a little yeah. different when somebody walks up to you and points a finger in your face and says you're fat. It's but, a it, different. but if they're it's fat, different. it's a little different than no, if a skinny no, person did no. it. Yeah, it is. I feel like we're in the, we're in the same group. I'm allowed to poke a little fun at them. Hey, listen, when you go on TV. And try and, and do commercials where you're explaining football by eating chicken nuggies, then I think you're open to and and you openly talk about how you're going to go and celebrate with a cheeseburger. You open yourself up to ridicule. Like I said, it's different okay. when you call yourself fat I and you say that. I'm a big sloppy fat I, bastard. I said, That's well, different than yeah. somebody else saying it. Like, look at you, you sloppy fat bastard. Did I call it just him feels a, different. I, I said he feels had. A, I said he had a big shadow. Yeah, I'm just, that's about as tame as it gets. Just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I was making. I, I made fun of myself yesterday. I don't know if you heard me. I looked into skydiving. Do you know I'm too fat to fall? <laughs> I, I, they don't. I'm. I'm. I don't. Uh, because when you first, when you first go, you have to tandem jump, and because it's you and one other person, there's a weight limit, and I am too fat to fall. That's when you know you have a problem. So, I, I, I'd never really heard it put that way before. Yeah. I'm too fat to fall. I'm 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 too fat to fall. That's hmm. that's that's rough. Hmm. That is a rough one. Anyway, yeah, you were really looking into this, like you really truly wanted to do. I this? did, yeah, not recently, but I did at one point, probably like maybe 
Maybe 20 like, years ago? Yeah, maybe like 10 years ago. I wanted to go skydiving, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I, I like the idea of that. The idea of falling out of a plane, really, I have to admit, I'm, I would love that. No, I actually was interested in it, yeah. too, like, you know, 20 years ago. When yeah. I was in my 20s, I would have thought about it, and I would have probably did it. But now, maybe like now, 10 years, right around my 30th birthday, I was thinking about doing it, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, now, I mean, i got to be fair, and I'm probably over the weight limit, too. I didn't realize there was a weight limit. Yeah, neither did I. Although, in my 20s, I wouldn't have been. But I'll say this. I'll pull a hamstring and get out of bed. The idea of me skydiving. Why? That, that looks down. Even Why? if you pull a hamstring, you're not running anywhere. And no. Mac, that's over for me, man. Yeah, but I can barely get it up in and out of the chair. You think I'm gonna be able to fall? You don't think something's gonna break? There's something's someone, gonna pop. There's someone literally on your back to that, make sure everything is okay. No, 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 no. That's in the air. I'm not worried about it in the air. That's you, resistance. I don't care. You, you still have to hit the ground. Up the stairs. You to still got to hit the ground. Oh yeah, you might with, pull a hamstring or something. Forget to pull the hamstring. I'm gonna blow out both knees. I'm gonna yeah, probably break an ankle. Like it, I on. saw you break an ankle. Nah. It heals. Put it in a cast. You don't, yeah, you, I got you, no. you don't need an ankle to do this job. It's not going to hold you out. This job? Yeah. No, I need very little to do this it. job, which is why I'm qualified for right. it. But the idea of getting hurt now mm-hmm. seems pointless. Like, why? Huh? Everything hurts as it is. You think I, I need more ailments as I well, no, but grow older? It sounds like nothing in your life is that exciting either. How about a little excitement of falling out of a plane? Hey, you it know, might give okay. you a new perspective on life. What, what is this? Andy Reid, me. Why is everybody getting strays? What, 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 what's no. the shots here? <laughs> I'm just saying. Who's you fat? Openly, who's a loser? What are we doing? You openly talk about the lack of excitement And in it's your different life. when I say I'm a loser when somebody <laughs> else points to you and says you're a loser. I said you can use different. a little injection of excitement uh, yeah, yeah, in your yeah, yeah. life. All right. That's not calling you a loser. Again, you got me calling Andy Reid a fat, sloppy bastard. All I said was he was a big shadow. And all I said was you could use a little injection of enthusiasm in your life. And you're like, oh, yeah. I read through lines uh, that's what i do i read through the lines yeah i i know but that's i, I, I cut to the gist that's not that's not reading i get the to the point that's embellishment that's no, no, not no. the same thing i get to the point yeah, but- i know what it is you know what it is everybody knows what it is i get to where we're going right there uh all right anyway i think i was saying something about the enemy he shouldn't have went to washington yeah there we go eight seven seven three three seven. he was right to leave he needed to get out he needed to go on his own he should have never went to washington with ron rivera that was a that was a misguided mistake uh, and I'm not sure he's going to recover from it. 877-337-6666. All right, update time from the uh, large loser, Marco Belletti.